This time on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Tisha Dillon about hip hop, the benefits of learning many styles of dance, mall shows, and flowetics. Today's guest has been teaching and creating at the dance space for 14 years and has been a significant influence on the evolution of our studio's unique style and culture. She characterizes her personal choreography style as flowetic. Growing up, along with taking classic dance classes, she studied Polynesian and Middle Eastern dance styles as well. She was also a competitive cheerleader and went on to dance at the college level. Tish and her husband, Mike, have two children, Rico and Kimma, who both dance at the dance space. We welcome Tisha Dillon to the podcast. Hi. Thought we'd start with like your TDS origin story. So how did you come about to um, be at the dance space? Well, I was teaching a dance camp and I believe it was even after a hiatus and I came back and started teaching camps again. And I was very excited <clears throat> to have so many campers and I remember, in fact, I think I remember one of the girls who's currently teaching at the dance studio from the camp. And I don't know, I just, I thought they were really respectful and I thought that they were really good learners and they were very interested and they were always very smiley and it felt very warm <laughs> and I met Andy there. And um, I can't remember if Andy had reached out to the company that I was working for at the time and was looking for instructors, or if I spoke to her. I think I walked right up to you and said, that hey, sounds... I'm looking for a hip-hop instructor. What are you doing? That sounds about right. <laughs> that was it. What I remember is this sassy, we didn't say sassy back then, <laughs> this sassy young woman, and I was right, like teaching this very hip-hoppy type course. In a, it was like more of a cheerleading camp. Yeah, so yeah it, was, it was. It was, it was back dance in the team. dance team mm. days. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely Classic. at the beginning of our, uh, our, of our evolution. So then um, the next thing I remember, and I think you put this in, in, your, in your notes, is this uh, very shiny, pearlescent, purpley, pinky car yes. driving up. It's Prismatique. And, uh, Prismatique. <laughs> that was the paint job. It was from like Pit My Ride. Right. Oh, I just remember that driving mm -hmm. in. Oh, <laughs> it yes. was the greatest it car. It was. <laughs> and Tish, Tish getting out and having this, the shades on and the, usually a fedora hat and some Often. kind of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some kind of kicks, some kind of special kicks Always. coming to class. Always. So that was back in the days when it was just, hip hop was just starting at our studio. Right. Yeah. We actually, I had decided we were going to add the hip hop realm into, again, what was more of a um, dance team uh, experience that we had going at that time. And, uh, so we needed a choreographer and I thought, uh, we'd go to this camp and see what they had. And there she was. So we brought her in, but the whole experience was awesome because I'll never forget you coming into the studio and all of the dancers looking at me that she's going to teach us. I said, yes, she is. And they were like, all right, this is going to be an experience. So, you know, it was just, it was a great start to what has been an amazing, uh, how many years? 10? I think no, it's 14. 14. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I think crazy. it's 14. I'm sure you're right. And the time that you're referring to was also when hip hop was really exploding in the dance team industry. It became a really yes. big thing at the time. Uh, having just been out of college, recently out, some of the competitions did still the three different types. So you would do one routine and you would have a, the lyrical and you would have the jazz and then you would have the hip hop. And some of them had combined. And I, my father is a musician he's in an R&B band so I have that in my bones and um but I never took hip-hop 
because hip hop wasn't offered in the dance studios when I was growing up teaching. So when I came to college, someone was like, well, you know, they would play this music and I'm like gravitated towards it. And it happened to be the time frame when hip hop really became huge in the music industry. So then shortly after was when we were introduced and I had just latched onto it. I mean, I just really gravitated towards hip hop. Right, but talk to a little bit about what your experience was when you did dance, like what your styles were when you were growing up, because I think that has so much of a base in the hip-hop world that so many other people don't even realize, because you had a lot of the, it was it Polynesian? Yeah, I yeah. did. My dance teacher, Miss Rosemary, she was amazing, she was certified to teach Polynesian dancing. Um, we would order our costumes from Hawaii. We would order all of our EEs and our poi balls from Hawaii. <laughs> and she taught belly dancing also, which was the Middle Eastern. And um, looking back on it, it's very clear now that that's such an influence in the way my body moves. Sure. Definitely. But well, at the time, I wouldn't have known it. It's just what she did. She was very... She, she was very interesting. She was an amazing teacher, but originally, I mean, it was ballet and jazz and tap. It was the classics. Right. And, and gymnastics. We always did gymnastics, too. So, so I, th I, thought, I thought I was thinking the same thing. It's like that's probably what grew your vocabulary, fancy dance word, of, uh, of, 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 of your dance moves that you have today. I think that probably is what gives you that extra stack of creative to pull from as well. Let's not forget her fascination with Michael Jackson. Oh, right down to the fro yes. Yes. that she so used to have as a kid. Let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> because there was a time period where I thought I was Michael Jackson and my parents, God love them, just never told me any different. And I would, I had to have the clothes and the hair and the moves and I did shows. Oh. <laughs> You're old enough to know what those are. Yes. I impersonated Michael Jackson at mall shows. I love it. <laughs> that's the best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that that's a huge, I mean, that's a, one of the biggest influences in hip hop. I mean, he was pop music, but there was so much more to what he was doing. And since him, everybody takes pieces of what he did and how he laid his right. tracks and how he laid his music. And then there's his dance moves. The, the way that he moved was so revolutionary that people imitated it. Right. It was amazing. And, you know, obviously, um, anybody who knows anything about the dance space or wants to take a moment, you teach all the classics as well as hip-hop, but obviously we use you in the hip-hop realm because of your love for it, but also for the point that you really study it and yes. know the history of it you have to. into all of the moves and as it grows and as it changes with everything that's happening day-to-day um, -day in the world and just keeping up. Um, talk a little bit about, like, you know, we always go back and forth with music choices and how important that is for the movement in any routine or any style, but specifically hip hop, the importance of how that really drives your choreography. Oh, it, 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 I mean, it's all based in the rhythm of the music in terms of hip hop. You know, you're, if you're thinking of, if you're taking ballet as an example, you're listening to the notes and you're listening to the composition and the dynamics and they're, they're very vivid I do the same for hip hop. Those are all in hip hop music. You have to be able to dissect a track. And, and growing up with a musician as a father, I did all of those things. I played instruments, I sang in choirs, I sang the national anthem at various things around here and there. Come on. <laughs> I may have, I'm, I may have, I may have. There may have been some sporting events as well. Um, 
but musically, I found that it was the same thing, whether I was doing classical music and ballet or whether you're doing hip hop there, you, you, you hear the pieces of the music and then you break them out. And the composition of that music is, is how I set my routines, my pieces. I just have to dig in and just separate all those pieces. So, so that leads into flowetic. Mm, yes, it does. <laughs> and I were wondering, we're what wondering is flowetic? what is flowetic? <laughs> flowetic is poetry because I, this is my art. So teaching dance is my art. I would love to say that I could draw. I can't. I would love to say that I could sew. I have an eye for fashion, but in terms of artistry, dance is my art. So I think of myself as a floetic dance teacher or a floetic choreography because it is, it is my poetry. It has, it has rises, it has falls, it has mm -hmm. everything you would have in literature it would have. Um, and for me, it, everything has to have a groove to it. So it's going to come in and out. And the other piece of my choreography, I think I just always try and keep it interesting. I'm always like trying to find something surprising or, you know, so I keep that flow, but then I have to do something that just is abnormal and kind of stands out in a different way. But yeah, yeah I, I think that's, I mean, I think that's how I do it in terms of hip hop. I love that. Yeah, both, you have my, some of my favorites in both hip hop and contemporary. Obviously modern and contemporary is my personal favorite. Yes. Everyone knows. But um, the one thing was we were trying to think of like some specifics to talk about and the thing that jumped out at me right away is like probably, it's probably one of the top, my top favorites ever was the She Shot Me Down. Yeah. Um, yes. Probably because my kids were in it, but. Um, <laughs> no, that was, that, that was like was, diva. <laughs> yeah. That was an amazing piece. And what I was thinking as we were thinking about it, um, I remember like it was probably like the second or third time it was performed like at a competition and it was at a high school um, a small it was like a small venue like a high school auditorium and you know dance fans in general aren't like super supportive just just saying um, <laughs> that, that aren't from your studio and yes. they came out yes and the music started and the energy just kept building and building and building and I'm like oh my it's coming and it and at the end, the place erupted. And I was just like, That's oh, yeah. That's a moment. That's a great <laughs> yeah. moment. I'm like, yeah. that, goosebumps right now. I'm like, like I was there. That, that, right? <laughs> that is back. the stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are the ones that, you know, it, just, it doesn't happen. You know, you have to have the right uh, group of people. And you have to have the right, you know, have just everything. Have to be floetic. <laughs> have to be floetic. I mm -hmm. always describe, you know, try to talk to, to dads about it. If you start to break down, you know, you have like what, eight people. And you have in an eight count of music, how many eight counts are in a, in a routine like that? So you have eight people to keep track of for what? I did a count it up one time, like 600, 800, eight counts. I'm or something impressed like that. that you have a number because I write down my eight counts, but then I don't always count them. So it's a lot. But so to think about controlling um, eight bodies for, you know, that many pieces or beats of music it's it's crazy that's a wild thing to think about in terms of music because we do you know obviously everything's on the eights because that's how most pieces typically hip-hop i mean other genres you're doing three four time and not in hip-hop at least i although hmm, no i'm gonna have to dig <laughs> deep and find something but i do write down like i will do something that i call charting right and i will write on my legal pad 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like four or five pages. And I just write, write, write. And then I go back in and I'll write in ding on count three or cha-cha on count four. And, and I like just find things that stand out in the music to me. But I don't know that I've ever tallied how many eight counts. I might need to do that. that. It's a lot. Now. It's a lot. Yeah. I think one of your most interesting pieces, I'm going to bring it up, is my senior year when we did hip hop to, what was it called? Cell Block Cell Tango. Cell Block Tango. How did you come up with that? Like, that's such a theatrical piece that you wouldn't even think. See, I have goosebumps hip-hop. even thinking about that too. So that, the Cell Block Tango is just a song. If you're in the dance industry, it's like one of the number one songs. Everyone just feels like, a femme fatale when they hear like, yeah good explanation you know yeah. I mean it's just like woman power in like the grimiest way possible yes and like well people always say like hip you know the stigma of hip hip hop is that everyone's like you know grimy and dirty and you know you know criminals and we know that's not necessarily true but that's part of the stigma and I thought well what better to do than the six Mary murderesses that went to jail for committing these crimes. And we're going to do it as a hip hop piece. Cause I'd never seen it done. And it's a different form of like using the music. Cause like they're different, like hip hop music versus like that type of music is totally different. How was that dancing? <laughs> it was kind of challenging. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It was challenging for me to choreograph to it. So yeah. I can get that. But like once I figured it out, I think, I think it was the right group of people too. Yeah. That like we all just were like, okay, we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna figure it out. And in the end, we all we all thought we were pretty pretty boss. You were, so. you were, <laughs> you were. It was just another one of those uh, things that we were just before our time. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Hey, so talk to me a little bit about class. So the studio experience um, at the dance space. You know, our line reinventing the studio experience, which I think we do a great job of bringing them in having them dance and see what they want to get out of that. The, all the different opportunities that you can get out of dance, not just the artistic aspect of participating, but working in a group, learning responsibility, respect, all those things. And, um, not just in hip hop class, but in all the classes you teach class in general, Yeah, just class in general. Um, you know, what you see that, um, you like, uh, that you see coming out of the studio or just in general, what somebody can get out of coming to a class and experiencing that. Well, I'll I'll tell you what I like coming into the class is the dedication because to, to, to be a dancer, whether you're dancing once a week or 15 times a week, there's a commitment and that is time, but that's also like the mental commitment, like coming being there, being involved, being active, being aware, participating, you know, not, yeah. not giving up, you know, in, in a generation where it's very easy to dismiss things that maybe we're not good at or that we struggle with. It's important for kids to show up. Yes. To show up yeah. and, and you find that they do. And that's sometimes that's awesome. You know, they may not have any particular abilities, you may, you know, as a dance teacher, you have certain expectations and you can look at someone and think like, here's what they're going to be able to do. And here's what they're not. But just when they come back and they want to come back and then they come back early and then they ask a lot of questions. So like just, just that activity, that involvement that I think so many kids are missing, um, what they can get out of it is that it's okay to fail 
I mean, we fail as dancers so much, and this is probably like a little deeper, but you know, you have kids that kids that sign up for class that maybe haven't done any physical activity and you know, not everybody's going to be a professional dancer. Very few people. It's just like being a professional athlete. Oh, How sure. many professional a- athletes? A- anything are there? at the top of any game, right? Absolutely. It's just a very small portion. Yeah, but just to do it because you're interested in it and you find it enjoyable. And it's and fun. It's so much fun, right. and I think sometimes they they find that they like it more than they even realize they could. Yes. After sure. they've broken through the awkwardness, yes. there's you know, and, right. and you know. All kids are awkward. Love y'all children, but we're, we are all children at one point and there was an <laughs> awkward time for everyone. And that's something I think that's really important to, to try dance classes, to be able to come to dance classes. Cause we all go through those weird, awkward, you know, maybe our arms grew and our legs right. grew or right. our body's changing or our mentality is changing. You're getting older, you're understanding things. So participating in a class and, and, being held to a certain level is is really important and i think that's a great thing that we do here in in the studio and i think hip-hop in particular is super accessible for lots of kids absolutely i mean they may not have seen like a contemporary piece or what would be weird to see one if you just walk just saw it for the first time but everybody's seen you know commercial dance and hip-hop on tv or on I don't want to say music videos, but everybody like, oh, it's on YouTube. What's on TV? (laughs) Oh god! I still think music videos are kind of in. Yeah, they are. They're just more like you know, it's all it's all in the tube. Right. (laughs) Well, and I think the physicality of it too is also. I know. I know that's why Rika. I I think I'm putting words in your mouth, but Mm -hmm. I think that's why she liked it so much is because she was like the physicality and Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. strong power of it for sure well we'll get we'll get technical for a minute you know you've got contemporary jazz and ballet which are your minor muscle groups and it takes a lot of time to fine-tune those you have hip-hop and and you can put tap in the same category in some respects that you're using your major muscle groups a little bit more than you are the minor groups you know to do the ballet you're fine-tuning itty bitty muscles that most people don't get to but in as a hip-hop dancer the rot- the rotation isn't there, so I can come in off the street literally, and I can learn hip hop and I can master those techniques because those are the major muscle groups already, mm-hmm. and you you do see that accessibility. I mean, you can absolutely do it, and yeah. you can do it quickly if you're putting your mind to it and your body to it. You can absolutely do it quickly, which is also a great thing because it really gives kids a chance to do that. You know, not everyone's going to be a ballerina, and not everybody's going to be a jazz arena, right. but you can. I can make you a hip hop dancer. Right. I think it makes a well-rounded body too, because it, you know, as a dancer, if you're only doing your classical ballet, your training is going to limit your muscle groups to what you're doing. And then if you're adding in the hip hop, then it's allowing other muscle groups to, to take action and fire up a little bit. So it really changes your body. And bottom line is hip hop's going nowhere. Hip hop is dance right now. I mean, you're, you watch TV other than Misty Copeland, you're not seeing like ballerinas do leaps across the TV screen. Mm-hmm. You're seeing hip hop well, everywhere. Just like we were talking sure. in the car on the way here that we had just seen Ballet X and we were talking about them really stretching into that new contemporary ballet that's pulling in all this other into ballet, into the basic classical uh form of dance and then it's really being pulled into there so obviously it's got quite a um, wealth of time left in the world right now it's interesting to see 
people who are used to using the ballet muscles or like the contemporary use do hip hop because I feel like yes, that's it when it's like, whoa, I'm out of my comfort zone. What am I doing? Kind of thing, which is kind of interesting. Well, because when you live in, you know, when you live in the, the ballet jazz contemporary body, you have to, you have to switch it. You have to change the weight. Right. You it have is to not change the, the body. It is right. absolutely not the same, but that's kind of why another reason why I've gravitated towards it. You know, I grew up taking all the classics and, you know, stood next to people like three feet taller than me, whose legs at 90 degrees were already at my face. <laughs> and I still took ballet. I still love ballet. I'm, I'm a ballerina at heart. And I like that I can teach ballet and I can teach hip hop the same way. Yes. To do them the same. I mean, I have a syllabus. I, I have things that I teach everybody when they come to hip hop because they have to know. And it's the same for ballet. Not everybody knows that. I don't think a lot of people, you know, a lot of studios in particular will you know, they'll, ha they'll maybe hire someone that's really good dancer and they'll teach a couple of great routines. But when you do it long enough, you build a repertoire. And going back to like the beginning, I mean, I knew that I was really going to be into this. So I sought out at the time when you couldn't just get on YouTube and figure out whatever you wanted. I went to California and I went to Florida and I went to New York and I spent time and I like found breakers and poppers and lockers and choreographers. And I just took their classes right. and I bought their DVDs. And then I still and I still have them all. Of course you do. Yeah. And of course um, you do. But now you know, now it's accessible, which is also kind of like a fun thing for hip hop because kids can see it and then they're like, Oh, I want to learn that. They mm -hmm. want to learn more than than just what they see. Because you can learn you can learn choreography and that's important, but you have to learn how to dance. You have to be able to, you know, and that's what we can provide people. We're going to teach them how to dance. We're going to teach them how to be able to understand music and count in. I mean, I have a couple dancers. It took me years to even get them to be able to find the downbeat. And we would stand, I mean, but come on, we have five, six, seven. Oh, no, 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 you're so close. You're so close. And we just never hit that downbeat. But, you know, they, they keep coming out. Yeah, yep. and they keep coming back. And then eventually it happens. And then everything changes after that. So that's pretty cool, too. Right. Talk to me a little bit about the accessibility of hip hop and um I know that we've already gone over that it's something that kids can walk in right off the street and feel comfortable with, but I also think it's a genre of dance that we can bring the males in oh, and they yeah. feel like really right there from the very beginning. Absolutely. We have quite a few actually. I, I think I think dads would be surprised to see how yeah. many boys that we have come into the studio and, and they're taking more than just hip hop. And that's also very indicative of the dance industry. The dance industry is a lot more uh, it's a lot more in the faces of kids. I mean, they're watching it on television now. So kids just want, it's the most natural thing in the world. You know, don't get it twisted. Like, you move before you do anything else. You right. Move, right. You move before you talk. You, right. You know, wiggle your arms to music and like dancing is the most natural thing in the world. But in terms of like the accessibility, I think it lowers the, the barrier a little bit for, for boys to come in and not have to worry about any kind of stigma and we have tons of boys that have taken classes. And, Definitely. And I don't really teach them anything different than I teach the girls. Yeah. It's it's the same it's the same stuff. I mean, you're you're it's hip hop. Yeah. Learning the same stuff. It's great. It's good stuff. And they feel they walk away with a sense of accomplishment and just having a great time all at one time. Well, and don't we love having boys in class? Oh, because we sure do. It, you know, for a long time it's been 
there was a lot of females. So when you have a male, you know, the, the male body is different. So you can get different things out of a male and you're like, yes, every teacher's like, we have a boy. It's like, you just have a baby. We have a boy. We <laughs> yeah, have four boys. De- definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good feeling. <laughs> All right. So tell me, what are you into now? I know what it is, but please tell us. Oh, what are you obsessed please with? Please tell the... us. Completely obsessed. <laughs> this is all she talks about. Well, there's two because there was a one and then it went into another because, you know, my TV told me if you like this, oh, no. you should watch this. Don't ever do that. So it started with a TV show called Rain, not in the, that comes from the sky, as in royalty, obviously. And it is based on Mary, Queen of Scots, and I have an affinity for anything queenly, including Beyonce, but we've already watched that. <laughs> and um, I thought it was going to be like one season because we're like, it's Mary Queen of Scots. I mean, she gets beheaded. How many episodes can you possibly have? I like history too. And I got to the end of the season. I'm like, she hasn't died yet. There's more. <laughs> and then there was three seasons and I was like wide eyed. Like my, I couldn't blink for like two weeks because I just kept watching and watching and watching. And then I started watching The Crown. <laughs> which is a masterpiece theater. And uh, I, just, I just finished that one yesterday, so now we'll have to see what's next. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so thanks for stopping by and talking floetics. Oh, yes. Anytime. And hip-hop. And everybody should stop by the studio and take a hip-hop class or any other kind of class. Um, and we'll see you next time on the Dance Pace Podcast. Thank you.